0: This is live from the White House. Because we really have states now looking for asymptomatic cases. So we want to ensure that both asymptomatic cases, symptomatic cases are all declining, as shown in the blue line, that emergency room visits are declining and the actual case numbers are declining together. And, of course, then there's mortality behind that in the green lines that are green bars that are hard for you to see. Next slide. But this is the Washington area. And so that's why I want you to see that contrast. You can see there's not been that dramatic decline in the blue line. There's not been that dramatic decline in the black bars of cases and there's not been a dramatic decline in the emergency room visits with COVID-like illnesses. So even though Washington has remained closed, LA has remained closed, Chicago has remained closed, we still see these ongoing cases. And I've asked the CDC, and the CDC is working with the local areas in Chicago and this area in LA to really understand where are these new cases coming from and what do we need to do to prevent them in the future. Next slide. This is Chicago, again, just to show you going up into this high plateau that has been fairly persistent. Next slide. And this is Los Angeles. So you can get a flavor of where we have concerns, of where cities have remained closed and metros that have remained closed, but have still persistent high number of cases. Next slide. So then I wanted to talk to you about outbreaks. Because throughout this all, there's been a large part of America that has been in many states that have been really finding their outbreaks, containing those outbreaks by testing everyone and doing contact tracing, and then stopping them and stopping those outbreaks in their tracks, what we have been talking about everybody being able to do across the United States. And so this illustrates the counties that had a 100% increase in new cases over the, last few day, over the last three days. Now, the reason I wanted to show this is because I see more and more graphics out there that talk about cases going up versus cases going down. Just to give you an example of Wyoming, and I think many of the, great, the groups now have Wyoming as a red state of cases going up. Wyoming three days ago had five cases confirmed, and today had yesterday had nine. So they qualify almost and has show up as this large increase. Um, we, it, it's a good alert for us. We immediately look and look and see what exactly is happening at the state website. But you can see when you have very low number of cases, you can have a doubling from five to ten number of cases and show up as a 100% increase. And so each of these have to be investigated separately to really understand what this is. It is the way we find outbreaks in prisons. It's the way we have been finding outbreaks in nursing homes. And we have this graphic that goes through all of the counties as well as, next slide. So this is one state's analysis. Um, And what they have shown, and they have been able to find each of their outbreaks, contain every one of their outbreaks, close those outbreaks and call them closed cases. In this case, the dark blue is community spread. The rest of it, 50% of their cases, have been coming from outbreaks that they've been able to contain the largest group in this is meat packing plants. And what they've been doing is going in and testing 100% of the individuals in the meat packing plant and also finding 100% of the individuals that are associated with those individuals in the meat packing plant. They've been able to go into group housing, social gatherings. So just as a as we discuss all of this and when you go out for this weekend memorial day and you want to do some kind of social gathering, it's very important to maintain that six feet distance and very important to have your mask with you in case that six feet distance cannot be maintained. But it also talks about long-term care facilities. Now, interestingly enough, 50% of their total cases since they've been tracking came from these outbreaks Almost 70-plus percent, 76 of all their mortality, though, came from these outbreaks. And this is why we have been really pushing both in the original opening up America again, in the testing blueprint, we talk about proactive surveillance, proactive monitoring and testing in areas that you know are particularly susceptible to outbreaks. Every state has this knowledge now and this type of analysis. And so when they have these kinds of analysis, what we're asking them to do is proactively go and test everyone in meat packing plants, to proactively go and test 100% of the residents and workers, and then a follow-up of the workers in every single long-term care facilities. And this is to find the asymptomatic cases. I know CDC yesterday released that they thought 35%. Um, we started with this understanding that we thought it was around 11 to 15% based on the experience with um, one of the princesses, but now we know it's at least 35. It may be greater than that because it may be so age-dependent that there may be a lot of people under 30 that have the virus and are shedding the virus and aren't aware that they have the virus. And so proactive monitoring, proactive testing will become absolutely critical to find these asymptomatic cases. Next slide. So this is my last slide. um, And this is just to show you what an outbreak looks like. So if you look at this axis, it's normalized through 100,000 population. But you can see this is what we want to see. We want to see very low case number. We want to see that they've identified an outbreak. They've tested 100 percent. They've contained 100 percent. And then they don't find any more cases. And so this is what's happening across the country, county by county, this is a county map, to really show you the work that's going on. And since the last two months, we've gone from, I think, less than 4,000 contact tracers to nearly 50,000 contact tracers. And this is what's been happening behind the scenes. But I really want to applaud the governors and state and the health and local, um, the, health, the health commissioners and the local health departments who have really been working um, quietly Um, in an unassuming way to really find these cases, track these cases, isolate these cases, and ensure there's no additional spread. And you can see in many of these instances, they've gone more than two weeks without any additional spread. And so this is what we are hoping, goes across the United States. Now, we all have to admit it's going to be much more difficult in metro areas because you have to really identify where are those asymptomatic cases and how will you find them. And it's why there's been a lot of additional resources going into disadvantaged areas and to the federal community clinics to be able to proactively be able to test for this virus and find asymptomatic individuals. When someone gets sick with COVID, <clears throat> excuse me, when someone gets sick with COVID, you've, you've heard the cases. Some of them have very high fevers, and so they're not out walking around. So they may have been shedding virus for a, one or two days before they got significantly ill, and they had to be in bed because they felt so terrible. Now think of that, they were maybe out two days. And so if they're 50% of the cases, they're only out for two of the days that they may be spreading virus. An asymptomatic individual that doesn't know they have COVID, they may be spreading and shedding the entire time that they're in the community. So instead of two days, it may be six days or it may be seven days. And so when we talk about proportions, 35% that are asymptomatic, that are out in the community, is is a much more opportunity for transmission than someone who is getting sick and is only out in the community for two days. And so we know we have to find both, Um, and we've been working with states about what proactive surveillance would look like in this case to find people who are asymptomatic. But it's also why we continue to recommend to the public very clearly that you can't tell who's infected. And so that's why you have to continue to social distance. That's why you need to continue to maintain six feet apart. I remember in the early days of HIV, people told me all the time that they, could, they knew who was infected. And I would say, you don't know who's infected. I could be infected. You're just saying you don't think I'm infected because I look healthy. There's a lot of healthy people out there with COVID that look healthy. And so we're asking continuously for you all to be outside, to enjoy your Memorial Day weekend to play golf, to hike, as Dr. Fauci said, to play tennis with mark balls, and to be out with your families that you have been in the household with, and to even consider sharing social distance space, as long as you have utensils that are belong to individuals, Um, and that maybe can be thrown out immediately. There's a lot of things to think through. I know you can do this. I know the American people can do it. And so please, as you go out this weekend, understand you can go out. You can be outside. You can play golf. You can play tennis with Mark Balls. You can go to the beaches if you stay six feet apart. But remember that that is your space, and that's a space that you need to protect and ensure that you're social distance for others. Um, thank you. Um, I want to start by, um, Dr. Burks, if I could have you stay here for just a moment or two. Um, Zeke, I believe you emailed me a question about nursing homes and testing this morning. If you want to ask it, I'll have Dr. Burks give you an answer. Uh, that's great, thank you. Uh, yep. Dr. Burks, last, last week, uh, or, sorry,